0: I'm the kind of person that I need a challenge. I I need to be challenged. I, I do get bored easily, I'm that kind of person. And so the fact that I'm still doing this after seven years means that there is a lot in that. And I'm very committed and motivated to really see the vision through and support the millions of doctors across the world.
1: If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hey Abena, thank you so much for joining me on the Business of Healthcare podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing
0: great, Tara. How are you?
1: We will be let's be honest, we're recording this for the second time. <laughs> I forgot to press records. It's
0: okay. It's okay. These <laughs> things happen. These things happen. I'm still okay. here and it's still a pleasure to talk to you. As
1: always <laughs> okay. as always, talking about myself. Gonna love it. <laughs> Please can you share with our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do?
0: Okay, so I am Abena Barbers Jones. I am a doctor, I'm a medical doctor in occupational health, so that's workplace well-being. And I'm also the founder of Medic Footprints, a community organisation that connects doctors with diverse career opportunities. And how did
1: that business come to be?
0: So I started the business about seven years ago now, really as my own experiences in healthcare and medicine. I felt that having graduated from medicine, I became relatively down and depressed simply because I felt like I was trained to do something or a job in healthcare that I I, I could do more, but I felt like a otherwise a glorified medical secretary at the time and was always looking for other opportunities really to excel, ended up going to South Africa and doing trauma surgery out there and realized how much I loved medicine again and so I realized the problem was not medicine as a career it was the opportunity or the work environment that I was in so I came back to the UK also recognizing that a lot of doctors were feeling the same way and at the time there was a lot of taboo in talking about doing other things outside of general practice or hospital medicine or those conventional pathways so yeah, so medic footprints was set up really to initially it was set up to support doctors who wanted to go and work overseas. Um, but it basically grew into something bigger than that for doctors who just wanted to explore other opportunities. And now the culture is is very different from what it was when we first set medic footprints a few years ago, where like I think when I when I was a junior doctor, I think extreme minority of doctors would go on to specialties training after their foundation years as the first two years after graduation but now less than half of doctors are going on to their specialty training they're all kind of looking to do other things take sabbaticals working in health tech you name it Um, so the culture has definitely shifted and i think doctors especially the 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 incoming generation of doctors are really wanting more in their careers beyond what's necessarily offered to them so very interesting times and yeah so that that's what led me to setting up medical reference
1: So some of your past clients include PwC, Virgin, Babylon, Deloitte, Harley Academy. What are those clients buying from you and what is your business model?
0: So our business model is both working with consumers, so that's our doctors, and with companies that are clients. So with our doctors, we have a premium membership where they pay a monthly subscription to have access to over 60 to 70 hours worth of webinar materials on alternative and diverse careers. They have access to one-to-ones with me and a whole range of other things, including discounts off services, career coaches and some of our events. And then the clients, they, the service that we provide clients are under the umbrella of recruitment. The forms are headhunting uh, for senior level roles and also um, running social marketing campaigns for recruitment. So using our personal networks and our social networks to find the right doctor quickly.
1: And how many people are in your network? How many doctors, how many uh, paying doctors are in your membership?
0: So at the moment we have just over 14,000 subscribers. We have a network larger than that, I would say over 30,000 and that's international. We also have a hub in Malaysia and that that is set up as a kind of licensed franchise, which is really exciting. And that came about, not planned at all it was was actually a doctor who had come through our who who we we had helped so when we actually started off medic footprints we focused on UK because that's where we are but we realized that actually we, we now we have subscribers in 191 countries across the world so we know that need is global and one of them is in Malaysia so she really wanted to set medic footprints as a result of medic footprints helping
1: her in her own journey That's amazing. So what is the vision? What's the future of Medix Footprint in the next three years?
0: So the vision is to develop a platform, which is a LinkedIn for doctors, that enables doctors to connect and collaborate and enables companies to access them quickly without the need for interventions of people and recruiters. So very similar to LinkedIn, but specific to doctors. That is the overarching vision. And The idea is to make that a global platform because we need we know that need is global.
1: And what do you need to make that happen?
0: Money and people.
1: Are you (laughs) looking for investment?
0: Yes, we are. (laughs) I mean, we're we're going we're going through some a strategy piece at the moment, which is very important to actually how we're going to do it. But realistically, Medic Footprints has been a real passion project for a number of years, but it's something that we've always done on a part-time basis so as a result of that the growth has been positive but not where it could potentially go and also meeting the need I think that's out there so yeah so we're going to finalize the strategy and then go for it.
1: And in there's clearly loads of opportunities for getting investment have you spoken to anybody that has said you just need to be mindful of A, B and C if you're going to take on external investment?
0: oh yes yeah. so i mean i'm speaking to a whole variety of different people like today i spoke to someone from a health tech company who gave me some insights into what it what what accepting investment involves and no one ever tells you it's not written down anywhere but the costs involved are just astronomical i think particularly when you're going for vc investment but all these hidden costs that you, like no one tells you that but and, and and the experience i mean uh, we we all know that like nobody likes fundraising and actually one of the reasons why this has been delayed is I just didn't want to go I didn't want to go down the fundraising route but realizing actually the potential of the business and where it could go this is I've come to decision and we've come to decision that this is the best way forward realistically in order to achieve its vision because there's nothing else in the market quite like what we're doing
1: And in this next phase of growth, so I think you mentioned in recording part one um, (laughs) that you've recently had a baby. So you're a mum, you're an entrepreneur and you are a doctor. And so you hit this next phase of growth. What, obviously not your child, but what is something got to give for you to give Medit's footprint your undivided attention or will you continue to manage both?
0: Yeah. I mean, these are the, these are the questions that we're still having, I, I know, like having these conversations with my husband, because you really need that support network in place in order to take on something so astronomical. Like I'm not someone that shied away from things, but yeah, I mean, the question is, and maybe you could provide some advice on this. I um, yourself, I'm sure you could, but one of the things I have had to kind of push back and I think it's a good time to do it is, is my clinical commitments. I mean, that that's been the main thing that has stopped me from going full time with medic footprints. And then obviously having the baby, being a mama, I think was very important to me this year. But she'll be one in January and so and to be going to nursery. So she'll have her own life <laughs> to attend to. So so that would be, but I I'm, I'm also very conscious that I still want to be able to be mama because you know, having a baby was not easy. I know for some people it's it it, it it's it's okay, but for us, it was it was particularly challenging. And so, she's a COVID baby, born in lockdown, conceived in lockdown, and a miracle in in many ways. Because I was I was due to have IVF, but that was cancelled, and then I got pregnant in the same month. Wow, naturally. So yeah, so there are a lot of questions that are being posed at the moment. We haven't completely worked out, but yeah, it is about how do we move forward in a sustainable way? It's not going to bleed into our family life, but still will enable us to achieve what we want to achieve and I think that you know the way that we're going to be structuring the business and the team is key to that and yeah and as I said the support network and the people around us.
1: I can't really offer you any good advice because the, the end of that sentence you said for the business not to bleed into your personal life mm-hmm. and if I'm being honest <laughs> um <laughs> it, it does it doesn't, oh, no, to, I mean,
0: doesn't... it really does, it already does. So, yeah,
1: like, it doesn't, <laughs> it it's not, a, not in a bad way. There are some things I do, you know, there's a hard stop, you know, like you have long days, early mornings, mm-hmm. and then the weekends, you know, I, if there is a boundary, but sometimes I do work at the weekend, but I think it swings roundabouts yeah, and roundabouts so and you start so to feel when the balance is tipped a bit too far yeah. and then you're okay again, then something yeah. else happens. So it's just... People say it's not work-life balance, it's work-life integration. It's a seesaw mm-hmm. for me, for me.
0: Mm-hmm. But then I've I've also learned, because, you know, I'm someone that I can easily just continue going and going and going. But I have learned that even if you do stop, it's okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> because definitely. things will still get done. Things will still get done. So I think that makes it easier for me to put, put tools down at the end of the day and say, I oh, can't finish everything today, do it tomorrow."
1: Yeah, the um, work will never be done.
0: It will ne- and- exactly, it'll never be done. Yeah. Will never be enough, but so it's fine. Just enjoy life the other time, the other half of the time, whatever it is.
1: So it is a pleasure to be bringing the Business of Healthcare podcast in partnership with DKMS UK. DKMS are a blood cancer charity on a mission to find a blood stem cell match for everyone who needs it. I am proud to share that I am an ambassador for DKMS UK and my particular interest in partnering with them is that as it stands, fewer than 3% of patients from a black or mixed ethnic background are on the stem cell blood registry. We need more people to sign up to the registry and more people to spread the message. So I hope you will join me in doing so. To sign up to the registry, please visit www.dkms org.uk to get involved. Have you experienced any real setbacks that have made you have a question mark over the sustainability of medic footprints?
0: Oh yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Setback>. <laughs> All the time. So we did actually go for crowdfunding. Uh, this was through Kickstarter a few years ago, and that failed and i was reflecting on why it failed i think one was the choice of platform wasn't quite right for us because kickstarter is is geared towards products and we were kind of building i mean, was we building an app or a platform and also another thing is like with the strategy of raising money you always need to have someone who's going to put down a lot of money which we did not have because a lot a lot of investment is also about herd mentality if one person puts down a lot of money then a lot of more people will follow so that that was a setback in itself and I guess the question after that was like do we continue going and like for for some reason we did continue going we're revenue generating so so that that itself was not an issue and we're still going now that was that was quite a few years ago now so that's one thing another thing within the business major setbacks I'd say that was the main the main major setback we've had and that's that's probably why we haven't gone for funding again until now, but I mean, now is a different time. We'll be using a different funding strategy. We, we're having a strategy work doing, doing now, being done now to really bolster it. So we won't be going ahead a hundred percent until we literally have crossed the T's and dotted the I's on, on, on how we're going to achieve it. So
1: yeah we have a really diverse audience and one of my big passions is about providing opportunities to support um, leaders from ethnically diverse backgrounds so as a black female entrepreneur doctor do you think the color of your skin has prevented you from progressing
0: I think realistically yes I do remember going to an accelerator I think it was an accelerator and that was recommended by another colleague of mine who actually I think was from the Asian subcontinent. And they they'd got support and funding from them, but and also a doctor, this um, accelerator did not want to continue with our company. And I do wonder, I mean, like you you don't you don't ever have any proof. No, <laughs> no one's ever saying we're not gonna we're not gonna support you because you're black. No one ever says, but I do I do feel whether that was a factor, and then we know, I mean, we know. I mean, no. From statistics, and people' have been talking about it a lot particularly last year that you know that there is a problem when it comes to access to business support and funding for people who are black and particularly black women who are even rarer. But I'm just trying to think from a personal perspective, whether we faced any issues, and it's quite difficult to say, to be honest, because again, like no one will say that this because you're that
1: you don't um, always know the opportunities that you didn't get but sometimes there is a feeling or maybe Uh there isn't you know like maybe not there isn't maybe clearly you haven't let it stop you because you have pursued the career trajectory that you wanted to you made a pivot and you created your own business and you've been in business for seven years
0: Uh yeah yeah it's pretty impressive yeah, i mean the right way now you say
1: it. Yeah. Be like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I look back and it's like, yeah, so why 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 do we still exist after seven years? Because most companies fail. Yeah. They fail after a couple of years. And and so, you know, it could, it could be that we're just, I've just managed to keep it afloat somehow, ticking along, or, you know, actually there's something within this that keeps me going. Because I was saying um, before, I, I do get... I'm the kind of person that I need a challenge. I, I need to be challenged. I, I do get bored easily. I'm that kind of person. And so the fact that I'm still doing this after seven years means that there is a lot in that. And I'm very committed and motivated to really see the vision through and support the millions of doctors across the world. And I generally believe that I'm the right person to do it because... my diverse background because of you know my my specialist training in occupational health and workplace well-being and understanding that from that perspective yeah and because I've learned a lot over the last seven years (laughs) from from living it and doing it
1: well I'd also add you know it's it's you it's your leadership but you have created products and services that your customers need yeah so yeah. it, it is you, but it's also you're continuing to provide value.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd hope continue continuing to provide value for the foreseeable future. But yes, it is about understanding your customer, really. And I think what better to be the customer yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, because my journey is not finished in the sense that I'm still a doctor. I'm still exploring what the right thing is for me in the sense of my career trajectory and that for me I've made a decision particularly recently that that is medic footprints and that it's sort of being an occupational health doctor but predominantly it's medic footprints that that is something that is is what I'm really committed to and seeing it through but you know I have had to take stock now and again at different points in my career to be is this the right thing for me how is this affecting me personally? How is this affecting my career trajectory? How is this affecting my, my family? And it's important to have those conversations and reflections to determine whether it's the right thing and to gain clarity on the next steps, and make key Out- decisions.
1: Definitely. Outside of work, what are your hobbies?
0: I go, I love climbing. I, um, thankfully, we, we moved recently and there is a climbing wall down the road, less than two miles away, which is not common for the country. I mean, I'm in Kent, so the country.
1: What about <laughs> in Kent?
0: I live in Aylesford. I in Whitstable. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying last time. You said you oh, yeah. were in Whitstable. Because you actually been to the beach a few times. Yeah. It we, should have
1: rec- we should have recorded this in person. I forgot that they... <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so, yeah, so um, I love bouldering and climbing. That, that's, that's my main hobby and that's the
1: only thing we have time for outside of all of us. That's a pretty impressive hobby. Most yeah. people are like, oh, I like listen to music.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> what I love about climbing is that it's a community that I literally would have no exposure to outside of what I do. Otherwise, you can go at any time between 10 and 10 during the week. <laughs> And it's a really supportive community of people and you're competing against yourself, essentially. But I don't think I've actually been, apart from medicine, I've not really been in a, in a community that's so genuinely supportive and different, maybe at different levels of abilities. Uh, and I would highly recommend it to pretty much anyone.
1: How did you get into it? Did you just go one day or were you with somebody or did you go by yourself? No,
0: so I, it's funny, on Facebook, I saw another doctor friend of mine who was like, About to have a baby, (laughs) strangely enough. She's about to have a baby and she was climbing, and there was a picture of her climbing. She's like, This is the last time I'm climbing before I have my baby. And I was like, Oh my God, she's climbing and she's like heavily pregnant. And so I thought, Oh, it'd be good to just have a go at climbing. So I just went on my own. And after that, I was hooked. It's such an addictive sport, so addictive. Another reason why I love it is also because when I'm there, all I have to do is focus on one thing, and that's the wall and it quietens my mind. So I really use it as a form of mindfulness too.
1: What would you say is your superpower? What is the thing that you are really, really, really good at? And it comes really easy.
0: (laughs) One thing. I know multiple things. The thing is, I'm a kind of, I'm a generalist. I'm a jack of all trades type person, but what I really genuinely love is connecting people.
1: And what is one thing that comes up probably daily that you think, why am I doing this? I hate doing it.
0: I don't think there's, to be honest, I don't think there's anything because if that, that thing was there, then I would I would stop doing it. Just get rid of it. I would stop doing it. So there are some things I'm going to mention that I have stopped doing because of those feelings. But yeah, I don't think there is anything at the moment. Maybe waking up too early for the baby, but I don't hate the baby at all. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I love the baby. So actually, it's not—it's not—it's not an issue. I, lo- I before I had a baby, I loved my sleep. Sleep is so important to me, and it still is. I also get a lot less sleep now, but I don't mind because I've
1: got a gorgeous daughter. How old is she? How old is she? <laughs>
0: She's ten months. She's ten months, and she likes to wake up at 5 30 in the morning. Yeah, it's—it's it's hard. It's, as you know, it's really challenging, and I'm sure it gets better over time. But I don't resent that at
1: all, even though it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to find out more about medic footprints where can they find you
0: linkedin and the medic footprints website which is medicfootprints.org. we're also running a lot of webinars as well so you, you might see me being promoted here and there but those two places are the best places you can also find me on facebook but i'm not very good at facebook messenger um, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you won't hear back from me for months and months, and sometimes years for some people. I'm really sorry about those people. <laughs> but yeah, the best way is the website or LinkedIn. Oh, th-
1: thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Tara. I really love the questions. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
1: letter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.